Hello and welcome back to our Let's Talk version. I'm here joined with Dan as always. Hey there, Dan. How are you? Hey there, buddy man. How's it going? Life is wonderful. Glad to be here with you for yet another Let's Talk edition. So it's been one week, give or take, that you're uh, you're off your trip to Russia. And you, how was the trip? Well, actually, it was uh, very nice and interesting, of course. And uh, Moscow is a place that I regularly visit because the word trip implies some that is just done once. <laughs> that's fair reason. enough. So that's more like a stay because I uh, Moscow and I was one of my homes basically around the world. So I have to be there quite regularly to do all my stuff, to do my work, to meet my friends. And uh, I have a lot of people there. So for me, nowadays, Moscow really is a uh, second home. And of course, as somebody who has this huge desire in learning and mastering a foreign language, I've been quite obsessed with the Russian language over the years. And mm. I've tried my very best to reach higher levels because you, as you know it's a very darn hard language to master even to speak let alone master basically so we had right. a with a great time and of course i had some other business to do other than just my friends and we did those stuff as well preparing ourselves for some of the tough moments ahead because as of now as we we're speaking the price of rube currently is uh, actually suffering a little bit because of the low price of oil and the new sanctions imposed against russia by the united states so for now in the world of business and investments Moscow is not as great as it used to be, let's say a year or two ago, but we're going to survive, hopefully. It was wonderful. I actually get, got to meet all of my friends and spent a good time there. Had, a, had some time to actually you know, lay off the steam and just uh, you know, have some fun as well. So generally, it was very good, very productive, and a very happy experience. I was very lucky because generally, usually in November and October, uh, Moscow is pretty darn cool. Like uh, I remember like two years ago. Uh, literally, like uh, the Moscow River was totally frozen, uh, but this time it was all mm. great and like temperature at some point was as high as plus eight. And you're saying, well, dude, plus eight is still pretty cold. Trust me, for Moscow, plus eight for, a, let's say, fall, that's quite wonderful. And I just had a blast. So had a great one. It was wonderful. And hopefully we're, we're, I'm going back through again to resume uh, basically my work and, of course, to meet my friends. So generally, it was wonderful. Can we get back again and uh, res resume? Awesome. All right. So seems uh, seems like uh, it was a lot of product uh, productive experience and a lot of fun. Oh man, and I love productivity and fun, especially yeah, well. what I love is productive fun. That's like the best. <laughs> what is a productive fun? <laughs> when you combine the two, basically, when you when you pursue your goals that are not only fun and enjoyable, but also allow you to grow as a person and to expand your horizon. I'm a huge fan of the things in life because we only have so much time in life let's be honest and right we can game of uh, or we can uh, basically try to free time doing things that actually lead to some sort of growth learning and experiencing new things in life which i am a huge fan of and of course me being in moscow usually means one thing and that's i have a no english policy in moscow except right. of course for a family member like yourself and other business partners outside of Russia. So I have this no English policy there. And that itself is a huge challenge. I mean, just imagine that you are stripped of your mother tongue for like, uh, let's say, two, three weeks, one month at any time you're there. That's a right. huge challenge, even mentally sometimes. Like literally you confuse the words occasionally. But overall, I'm a fan of enjoying yourself, having fun in a way that is first in accordance to your values. And secondly, it leads to some kind of results down the line. And that's what I call productive fun. I'm a huge fan of it. Fair enough. Yeah, it's, it's always good to challenge yourself uh, and have fun doing so. I remember back in the days we were having those challenges in our class. <laughs> uh, Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Yeah, today's topic. Today's topic, we're going to be talking about something that has nothing to do with our current conversation. <laughs> it's called privacy. <laughs> it's called privacy. So, um, and we're, we don't mean well, technological privacy. Well, let's be honest. Privacy has a little bit to do with our, our current topic. Yes, so. They say, for example, when you... Uh, not long ago, we talked with uh, basically Ollie, and uh, he he went to Vegas, and we told him that whatever happens in <laughs> Vegas stays in Vegas. So it doesn't matter where you're going, buddy. Privacy affects everything and anything you do, anytime, anywhere. So it's just like a very general, universal topic. Fair enough. All right, so that's fair. But okay, so to clarify, we don't we predominantly mean individual privacy. We don't mean technological privacy. We don't mean um, you know the the big brother. Uh, here and tapping your phone or something like that. We, we don't mean those dude, things. Dude, let me let me tell you something. You're you you cannot talk about individual privacy without considering the fact that we are less uh, we have less of privacy these days than any, any time before because of, of the technologies. I mean, no, dude, no, no, take that's here right now. I mean, take a look at social <laughs> media. Take a look at I don't know uh, the last seen status on your messenger uh, devices and your apps and whatnot. Ultimately, right. technology is making us uh, somehow living in a way where our privacies are almost stripped away from us. I mean, like, we no longer feel like we're away. I mean, literally, if I, for example, had to uh, move between countries 20 years ago, nobody would know where I am, what I'm doing. Just Daniel is gone, and he'll be back after one month, right? Nowadays, not so much so. I mean, like, we have, like, the Instagram stories where you're feeding every, your entire, every single move all the time. We have all these social media. So let's be honest. Technology has made privacy I think almost uh, gone, maybe. We can talk more about this, of course, in, in the process of our uh, right. you know, friendly chat today. But ultimately, technology had a lot to do with our uh, basically uh, limited as well as undermined privacy in the modern world. No, I, that's, that's absolutely true. And I, what I meant is that it's, it, it wasn't that it has no effect. That was precisely what I meant. It's like, that is a different issue. Of course, we're going to hint on it, which you did, but that's not our predominant topic. We're mostly talking about pri privacy as a whole exactly. in general. Of course, this aspect of it uh, fits in a, in a corner of it, but then we're not focusing on that aspect alone. We're talking about the uh, broader concept. Precisely. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's very true. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. And I mean, um, so... So let, let's actually start by defining privacy, because if we are not defining it, maybe we're talking about two different things or two similar things, not precisely the same. So how precisely. do you define privacy? Well, privacy, from my perspective, is uh -huh. uh, the, the quality of life that you have that allows you to keep certain things that you do not want to share with people around you to yourself. Now, this depends entirely on your psychology and what you consider to be necessary to share and what you perhaps would like to keep to yourself. And of course, there are different degrees of privacy and you tend to share a lot more with certain people. Let's think of somebody who is a very close friend that you're working with versus somebody that you meet, let's say once every now and then, somewhere, in, let's say in a different country versus your uh, parents versus your partner, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your wife, your husband. So it all depends on how much you can keep to yourself without sharing. And quite frankly, I believe that privacy is a very, very fundamental, basic human need that nowadays, unfortunately, it's on a major, major decline. So if I cannot hide things from you that I don't want to share with you right now, 
then I believe that our very evolution is under attack here. Because, I mean, think about like things like modesty. Why is it that people cover, let's say, in, in the ancient time, they covered their genitals when they actually went out and talked to their friends? Why do we have things like we, we uh, let's say, hide certain things or write certain messages to ourselves? Basically, privacy goes way back to our evolution. This is not something new. And we've always had it. Uh, because of this, I believe that nowadays, uh, we are still seeing a tremendous change in technology that has somehow taken away that level of privacy. Because privacy itself is, for, from my perspective, a chance to reflect without being judged. It's a chance to have things you do not want others to know about you. Because let's be honest, we are creatures of failures and mistakes. And we have a lot of things we do not want to uh, somehow uh, share with other people. Perhaps we like to keep our, some of our failures to ourselves. So there are many things that we, we would prefer to keep to ourselves and not share with others, no matter how close they are. And I believe that that is a fundamental need. So what is privacy? Privacy is a fundamental, basic, evolutionary human need. Okay, so, so I, I have a few questions here. And I'm going to ask you all of them. And then you can choose which one you want to go first with. And one of them is, first of all, actually, that's a good question. Why did the early men cover their genitals or whatever with, with a leaf or whatever they had? And secondly, um, so you mentioned the idea of, uh, you know, we don't want to, we want to cover our failures and I agree with you, and we're creatures of failures, and I agree with you, that's that's perfectly fine. And that's, isn't that exactly what is happening with social media, though? Like, especially like Instagram, or video-based social media like Instagram, people go about uh, project amplifying their, their uh, you know, successes, showing all of their good times, not showing the bad times that they're having, and everybody looking at those things, thinking, okay, everybody's having so much fun, so I'm fucked. <laughs> That's exactly. That. So these two questions I, I want you to be basically ad address. I think uh, it's, it's interesting. That's right. So about the issue of covering ourselves up and clothing and whatnot. Well, first of all, part of that was uh, for a very basic fundamental need, and that is the prote protection of the body and its temperature. As you know, the, especially for men, this was a case, uh, not so much so for women, uh, mm -hmm. because generally clothing allows us to protect ourselves from uh, both uh, basically cold temperature as well as damages, harms, scratches and whatnot. And as you know much better than I do, basically, and we all basically know this, uh, ultimately genitals are very sensitive. So the very first reason why we had to actually cover ourselves, especially our genitals at the beginning, was the very fact that they are very sensitive to movement, to damages, and it allowed us to have a protective shield uh, to protect basically our uh, sexual organs. This was predominantly the case, by the way, in uh, basically among men, especially with respect to the testicles. If you look at the uh, photos of various, you know, uh, early tribes uh, that have been recorded, most men do not, in, the, in those tribes actually, hide their penises. What they do hide instead is actually their testicles for the sake of protection. Uh, ultimately, over time, we had other things added to our culture, things such as, uh, for example, uh, having the ability to uh, be a bit more humble in the society, not needing to constantly compare yourself with other people, and more importantly, a means of distinguishing ourselves from the rest, because humanity has a huge desire to be alpha, to stand out, and this was a way of somehow distinguishing ourselves from not only animals, but the members of other tribes, and these were I some of the that. early reasons, but of course the other point is about the issue of privacy, because uh, let's be honest, the more clothes you have on, the more of your, let's say, sicknesses or temporary, uh, let's say, acnes and whatnot you can actually cover. So a part of that is actually the ability to generate privacy with clothing. And of course, that goes back to our huge need of being able to have 
certain things to ourselves. So this this goes back to the issue of clothing. And how about the other questions I have to ask you again about those questions? Oh, yeah. So the, the other question was regarding the social media and, okay, the fact that social media, everybody on social media is actually amplifying their their fun time, their successes, and they're covering completely their their ill fates. So how does that play into the concept of privacy that we were talking about? So you were Very saying, well. if I, yeah. I, I totally got what you said. First yeah. of all, I am not against social media whatsoever. I believe that mm -hmm. social media is one of the best tools when it comes to entrepreneurship, uh, because I believe that nowadays, with the help of social media, anyone can reach any audience at any time, 24-7. So personally speaking, I'm not against social media. What I am against, however, is the way most people use social media, because social media is simply the ability to reach a huge audience. However, nowadays, unfortunately, social media has turned into a tool for, let's say, spying on people, what they are doing. This happens especially with the cases with, with people who might have public profiles. Uh, the other point, of course, it's about uh, the, the uh, tremendous amount of fakery on social media in terms of showing off. I've heard people renting cool cars for like one day with their half a month of salary to show off that cool Lambo they're driving just to tell others that they are so pathetically rich when they in fact aren't. And a lot of other things, people just always show their very best moments and happiest moments. And more importantly, it is just plain, dull, boring, and without any educational content. I mean, take a look at what you most often see on most social media posts. It's just right. a new thing. Like, they, they take some photos from some stuff that you've done without anything. Like, for example, oh, I'm at the beach surfing. Life is cool. Some smiley, smiley, smiley. Hashtag cool. And that's a friggin' post that you're supposed to dedicate five to ten seconds of your time and even like. So, ultimately, social media is merely a tool of reaching others. But nowadays, it's being misused by a lot of people. And because of this, we are actually losing our privacy because sometimes maybe you do not have a good day. Maybe you really do not have the money to afford a Lamborghini. Maybe you do not have even uh, yeah, the chance to portray these things. So because that's of the precisely my point. But that's, that's precisely right. my point. Nobody then goes out and broadcasts that. So there's, there's no problem with privacy because if, I, if that day I have a bad day, I just don't post anything. And people will think, okay, he's just didn't, or they might even not think of me. Well, let me give you another example. Let's say that you happen to have some money and you travel very frequently. Okay. Well, nowadays, a lot of people that see your accounts might say, oh, this guy is traveling all the time. What if you perhaps live in a poor neighborhood? Uh, okay. Let's say, uh, let's say one of the poor bureaus. Uh, let's say you live in Bronx, for example, right? And uh, you don't want your family members or friends know that you have enough money that can travel very frequently. But in that case, generally speaking, many things nowadays are being taken. For example, the geolocations of your photos and whatever it is that you're sharing, where you're going. You're definitely right that you cannot simply share a lot of those things. But by right. not doing so, you actually fail on the economic and entrepreneurial aspects of social media as well. So generally speaking, it's a fair trade, I guess. You trade your privacy for more publicity. And I believe that that totally works out if you know how to use social media. But ultimately, social media is just one example. How about all the messengers, for example, that we have now? Right. In the past... No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing you that it's, it's definitely a problem that can be used for stalking. I, I agree with you on that. I was just talking about the other aspect of it, actually misinformation, rather. Like exactly. too much privacy, in a sense, that you're exactly. completely covering one, one aspect. 
and not just showing the other, but actually amplifying the other. Precisely yeah. true. And of course, because of these things, uh, and uh, of course, we talked earlier about privacy uh, to other people, but let's be honest, man, like your phone, did you know that if you right now talk to your phone about, let's say, traveling, just by talking right. to your phone about traveling in a couple of minutes or let's say a couple of hours, you're probably going to get an ad of some right. sort of travel agency that promotes this great Hawaiian trip, right? So yeah, yeah. let's not even talk about the issue of personal privacy versus technology, because now with these phones in our pockets all the time and the cameras being able to record without <laughs> us knowing and all that stuff, we almost have no privacy whatsoever if we ever wanted one. So, uh, and now with the Wi-Fi and internet always on, your phone can be tapped at any moment, that it could be taken. So because of this hyper-connectivity that we have nowadays, maybe you are not going to share a lot of the bad moments that you have on Instagram. But right. what if right now a lot of your bad moments, a lot of the bad conversations you had with your therapist are now recorded, probably are recorded on your device and then in iCloud somewhere ready to be used at some point. So ultimately, in such a world, if you really want, if you really crave, from my perspective, privacy, you should probably go wait, back, live back in the caves or something. And that's not <laughs> possible. So I'm really fine with the fact that uh, we have to say goodbye to real privacy these days or at least have to reduce technology at some point to reduce it. But generally speaking, I do believe that privacy is at least important in our interpersonal relationships because we cannot hope to have privacy, like real privacy, in terms of what we are doing, what how are you spending our time. Think of like your laptop. Again, I'm not trying to be like uh, extremely... Uh, uh, I'm not a huge fan of like propagandas or like weird right. stories about, oh, the CIA and the NSA are tapping your phones every single day. I'm, I'm not into those things. Uh, and more importantly, I'm not necessarily paranoid. But let's be honest, a lot of things can happen uh, with your, let's say, uh, what, what, what is uh, capturing, let's say, your laptop that is always connected to the Wi-Fi. Uh, and uh, it's recording the entire room that you're living in, which, by the way, I'm very curious to check out some point if I ever could hack one to see what's going on in your room by just tapping <laughs> your webcam and see what's going on. I mean, these these are true stories, man. These are not just made up. This, this, these things do happen. Yeah, of course, yeah. Think of all the celebrity sex tapes that are now taken. How are they stolen from the clouds, right? So generally speaking, the privacy nowadays is very, very, uh, very much under attack. But of course, I do believe that at least we can try to enforce some of that privacy in our interpersonal relationships with our partners, with our friends, and so on and so forth. All right. Well, yeah, yeah, I wanted to actually to drag us that way. So, okay, technology aside, in our um, physical life, not virtual life, in our physical life, um, how, how uh, privacy is important? For example, um, I mean, it, so some people are super uh, private in a sense that they don't share a lot of information. I'm, again, I'm, I don't mean online or social media. I'm, I'm talking about... In general. Example, Exactly. Like we have a conversation. So for example, I'm, I'll, I'll just give you a for instance. Like say a buddy of mine goes and gets a new job and I've seen him since he got a new job in, in multiple occasions occasions or something like that. But he never talks about it. And I mean, I guess it's fair game. It doesn't have to talk about it. Uh, it's not like he, he or she is lying. But uh, uh, some people are very ready, ready to share some information or many information about themselves or their surrounding, perhaps gossip. And some people are very private. First of all, what do you, what do you think are the reasons for that? What sort of people are more private, and why do you think uh, wh and which side of things I th you think is more important to uh, to sit on? 
Well, let's be honest. Uh, first of all, we all need privacy to some extent. So even even uh, right. people who might tend to share a lot, they still have that desire to have some sort of privacy, generally. But, but for some people, it's, it's a much bigger issue. So for some, they actually want a lot more privacy than the others. And I think that predominantly goes back to their overall approach towards life, value, lifestyle, the type of jobs they've had, and of course, the overall level of self-confidence. I mean, the shyer that you are, the more you prefer to keep things private. It's just obvious, right? On the other yeah. hand, I mean, like your friend probably is not necessarily extremely extravagant on his social media, probably isn't into, let's say, uh, the more introverted you are, the, the less you are likely to actually share and the more private you get, tend to get. And the more talkative you are, not only do you tend to talk a lot of stupid things a lot more than the average, but also you tend to share a lot more as well. So generally, it comes down to a few major factors determines how much privacy you need. Ultimately, it's about whether or not you're an extrovert or an introvert. So the more extroverted you are, the less privacy you typically need because you have to share a lot more to feel happy. On the other hand, it's also about your lifestyle. What type of job do you tend to have? So certain jobs and career paths that require you to have, uh, to, uh, let's say, contain or work with uh, some sort of information that is not necessarily meant to be shared with the public. Let's say you work in politics, you work with certain governmental organizations. So in those cases, of course, you need to have a lot of privacy. Uh, but let's say you're working in a field that does not have a lot of sensitivity in it, and you tend to work with a lot of people. So in that case, you probably need a lot less privacy. But of course, that also goes back to your childhood and, and your experience with your parents. So how were you uh, basically treated when you shared some of the private informations? Maybe the first time you told your mom that you had a girlfriend at the age of 14, she just actually ran after you and just wanted to you know, start hit, hitting you on all over. You were like, God damn it, I told you not to go there, go study all that kind of stuff, right? So it all <laughs> depends on your early years as well. How did your friends react to you sharing your moments? How did your, for example, parents respond to you sharing certain things about yourself? So generally, the healthier one's childhood was the less you need to keep things private. Again, that does not mean that you will share everything. It just means that you have a less need of uh, privacy in general, and you are willing to share more because you have had good experience. You've received a lot of positive social feedback by telling others about the things you've done, and this generally tends to manifest itself in you sharing more, like, check this out, I did this, I'm doing that. So ultimately, also on social media, if you take a look at social media accounts right now, you can understand people's general level of extroversion as well as general positive feedback that they've gotten in life by how much they share, how often they share, and what material they share. So generally, the less social feedback one has received that are positive or empowering, the less they tend to share on social media. The more introverted they are, the less they tend to share, of course, and generally, it's also about the feeling of the whole show-off thing. So generally, people who do not like to show off as much are perceived to be slightly shyer and those who probably have not received as much good feedback. Because when you get good feedback from society, you generally want to share it more. We already talked about the importance of approval seeking among the humans as one of our basic programming in, in the evolution. So all of these factors will then determine how much privacy you need. And the more of it you need, of course, the more you need to... This, uh, express that desire to your partner, to your friends, to those who are the closest to you. Otherwise, you run into a lot of problems. All right, that's actually quite quite interesting. Um, and I, I suppose that's true in, in most cases. Like uh, you're right, and in general, people with with uh, more introvert characteristic have the tendency to be uh, less sharing less uh, stuff on social media and. Uh, 
uh, and and the same in, in their real lives. Uh, but okay, so I'm gonna give you a hypothetical situation. I I want to okay. know how you would um, basically handle this situation. Say there is a specific measure of your life that you want to keep private for whatever reason, right? Let's That's say right. it's a relationship uh, situation, just That's for simplicity, right. and you want to keep that as uh, it's not not particularly secret, but you don't want to you don't want anybody to know or a specific person uh, to know. And and also you're obviously as I know you, you're a moral person. I don't imagine you would be uh, you know readily lie about anything. And I do understand that. So. So how do you handle? Well, I mean, if I'm truly a moral, if I am truly a moral person, I have to admit that everybody lies, including me, sometimes. So I'm not going to claim here that I am so honest. Yeah, yeah. No, no, everybody no, yeah, lies. I tend to lie too sometimes. I mean, it's just part of human nature. I really right. hope that I tend to lie more white lies than bad lies. But if I'm truly moral, then I have to admit that sometimes even I lie as well. So that that's exactly where I was going with it. Uh, first of all, I. I what I meant is like not that you'd never lie, of course, but then you don't have a tendency to go out and keep lying and don't care about it, or actually you can take joy out of it. Um, rather, so you don't want to be lying to your buddy, but that's that's exactly where I was going with this. So would you consider, so if, if that person specifically, obviously you don't have to go out and readily offer the information, but if he specifically asked about this area and you cannot divert the conversation, would you lie to him? about it and would you if 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 so would you consider that a white lie or do you have another stra strategy to get out of it well let's be honest lie should from my perspective be the last thing you do to protect your privacy I, let's be honest i think the worst way to protect your privacy is lying why is and this? i agree with you let's be honest if my friend let's say if my friend asked me a question and i lie about a relationship like oh you, you guys are dating and i say no, that, that's my sister. Like, but she's blonde <laughs> and you're brunette. You know, there's something sometimes happens. So in that case, let's just say that I lied and the guy believed it. But if at some point in the future, that person realized that I lied to him, then this will sabotage and destroy the relationship because there's no trust anymore in this relationship, right? right, right so right. for that reason, I'm not a huge fan of lying as a means of protecting privacy because number one, I am, as you know, my personality, I'm not the kind of guy who exactly is afraid to stand up for what he believes in. And I mm -hmm. recommend all of our listeners to do the same thing. Your privacy is your right. I learned this lesson uh, after I have studied the, basically um, some of the biographies of some top politicians. And one of the great lessons that all politicians share and know basically is that the journalists and other people the constituents, everybody, they can ask whatever question they want. And I, as a politician, can answer whatever question I want. This means that we are not obliged in any way to share our, basically, everything we want, uh, all, all of our information. And this comes down to the relationship. If, for example, a buddy of mine uh, that I do not want him to know about certain aspects of my personal life was in my relationship, uh, with my girlfriend, for example, in that case, if he asks a question, then what is what I would typically do is this. At first, I try to just, you know, somehow uh, find a way to distract him or simply change the topic. I will do my very best to do that in as, uh, you know, as smooth a way as possible. However, if the person kept insisting like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, yeah I know you're talking about the, you know, the weather right now, but how about your girlfriend? You didn't tell me. If in that case, 
I realized the person, because let's be honest, when you tend to change the subject, nine out of 10 times, people are going to get it. It's like, okay, okay, uh, this guy doesn't want to talk about this. I get it. No problem. But there are occasionally, again, these are the minority people, occasionally some people who for whatever reason they have, they want to actually insist on it. Maybe they don't have a good social cue. Maybe they don't understand some of the subtleties we share in society. And they just keep banging, no, no, dude, but, 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 but let me stop because actually this, by the way, this happened to me a couple of times, but not just with gen- gentlemen, but also with ladies. Like, let me stop you right now. No, what about, is, are you dating that girl? Like, something like this. So in that case, you understand that a person is not going to go along with you changing the subject or being diplomatic. So in that condition, you only have three choices. Number one, to end that relationship right then and there because you're dealing with a person who does not have any social understanding, which is, from my perspective, usually not that ideal. It might be sometimes necessary, but generally, it's not my favorite. So the other two options that are left is you lie. Is that your girlfriend? No, no, I don't have a girlfriend. Or you do what I love the most, which is, you know what? I love you a lot, man, but that's private information. Is it okay if I did not share that information? So in that case, The person will then be confronted. I have basically no problem confronting people in anything, in business, in life, because I believe that you should stand up for what you believe in. If you're a guy or a girl, especially if you're a guy, you need to learn dominance. And part of dominance is to stand up and to confront people when you don't want to say things like, excuse me, I prefer not to talk about my income as an entrepreneur. Is that okay with you? So in that condition, you are now facing and confronting the person directly and telling him this information is private. Now, the person in that case has two choices. Either he then gets the message and shuts the fuck up, or he continues. Well, in that case, you and I both know there's only one way. What's the best way? You just cut it off. That's, there's no other way because this person is yep. clearly not a friend. Mm-hmm. This person is clearly a foe who is yeah. persisting on getting information that you not. And that, it was very nice meeting you. Have a great, have a great day. And then you'll never see the person again. That's the only possible solution that I have. So I go through these three steps. And if you go through these three steps, you won't ever have to lie because in that case, you can actually live with far better uh, self-esteem and self-confidence. I mean, just imagine you have to go through a life and lying about things that you're doing all the time, every to every single person. That's just so depressing. Just say sorry. Yeah. Private information. Private right. information. I can't tell you that. And boom, you're done. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. And that's uh, that's the, the exact reason I mentioned this because, I mean, not in this in general, I don't like and have the tendency to lie a lot. I mean, again, it would be a lie that I never lie. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I, I don't appreciate that. And I agree with you. It can tamper with your relationships quite a lot. So that's so right definitely now, you don't want to. Let me just do a quick practice here and yeah. for our, like a role play for our audience. I want to actually literally, I'm going to try to be that asshole guy. And I want to see how you react to this. Case. Are you ready? Let's do a quick a role play. Right, cool. Sure. All right. So, what up, dude? How's it going, man? I signed oh, with that good, good. Over Every... there, man. Who's that chick, man? Come on. <laughs> that was so funny. Sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's all going well. How 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 are you? How how's life with you? I am doing fine, my man. I just gotta ask you right By now. By the way, there there was this match yet last boots, night. Man? Did you that see the last match? <laughs> it's so much funny. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's fine. Right.
can I can I imagine you, you in a, in a I can imagine you in one of those stuff together. That was really <laughs> cool. Well, come on, you guys got a secret beneath or something? Come on, tell me, mate. Right. Uh, you know what? I really don't want to talk about this. If you don't mind, I want to keep this to myself. Um, it's I, I think it's best if we don't if we skip to a different topic. Have you watched a game last night? That was actually very good. You see, that was very very good. I mean, right. I could not even play this role any any longer. Right. I mean, that's it. You you end it. And I really believe that the best way to deal with these things is to just say that. And this is very very important because this will then allow you to uh, preserve your privacy without having to resort to lying or to, I don't know, losing a relationship. Right, right. No, that's fair. I, I think I agree with you quite a lot. However, um, there is one peculiar circumstance that I want to, for the last moments, talk about. And that is, okay, you have a very good buddy and he's not trying to be nosy. He just asks you once. It's not like that guy. <laughs> that That's weird crap. dude that you were imitating um, but he just asks you once but if you divert the conversation or, or say or diverting if he doesn't get it that's fine but if you particularly say I want to keep this private sometimes that's a giveaway on its own so wow. what do you do, do then you, know you see I mean? you see let's be honest man ultimately uh, you're right sometimes your reaction itself implies uh, some sort of reality and there are times when lying might be the only option in those cases if you do not want to really give out any information. But from my perspective, generally speaking, I think you're referring to the cases where by confronting the person, you imply that there's some sort of insecurity. However, yeah, that's or, always or, the possibility of you not being comfortable answering certain questions. So, yes. yes so, so this could before you go further... Before you go further, that and also the fact that sometimes by confronting that person, you're confirming what you're trying to keep private. You know what I mean? Of course, that's, you're that's definitely also, right about this yeah. matter. Yeah. But yeah. in that condition, let's be honest, the same, let's say okay. girlfriend question, right? Okay. What are one of the best ways that you can disarm the person in that condition? If you really feel like, uh, I mean, in those questions, in those cases, whereby asking, uh, by telling the person that, uh, I just don't want to tell you this information because it's private. You might actually give out a lot of information. Then one of the best, you know, alternatives to that methodology would be to simply ask, well, I'm actually curious. Why do you want to know? For example, yeah. let's just say the same person happened to ask me the same question. And you realized by telling that person that's private information, you will actually make the person believe and get some information right. that you do not want him or her to know. So in that case... Another great way is this. Is that, for example, could you like, let's go for a rope right now? Yeah, yeah. This time it's your turn. Okay. So uh, what's, what's up with you and that girl, Janine? Oh, Janine. First of all, before I go any further, may I ask you, why do you want to know? I'm actually curious. What, you're single or something? <laughs> no, I uh, it's just like I heard something. I just wanted to know if it's a truth. Uh, it's a Come on, tell me the truth. There is something going on here. I'm actually curious because generally I don't get asked this kind of questions a lot. I mean, you were literally the first person who asked me this question in like a oh, really? year or something. Even when I was single. Like, I mean, maybe like it's because perhaps – are you single by the way? Yeah, I am. I am. Dude, come on, man. You got to get a girl. Why do you think you're single? <laughs> okay, that was good. <laughs> so you see, <laughs> you now that. the entire conversation <laughs> is about you, not about me, right? Right, and cool. guess what? <laughs> Politicians use this methodology a lot. <laughs> Let's right, be honest. Right. 
especially with some of the tough, basically, uh, for example, uh, let's say newscasters, uh, they are they literally use this all the time. So you basically what you do is very simple. Actually, they that's that, that, that they used to do this a lot. Right now, just they shout fake news. Exactly. <laughs> of course, now Tommy is like fake news all the time. But generally, <laughs> if you want to go with your friends and be diplomatic, whenever they right. ask you very like, for example, another comp- very bad question. Okay. Uh, how much? Uh, let's say how much money do you make? Uh, who right. are you dating? Have you done this or that? So if you realize, for example, that by saying that's private, you might give some information. Just simply use what we call a counterattack. Why do you ask? And if they ask, make an assumption and continue. So I made an assumption. You, when you asked me, my assumption was you yourself are single. And because of this, you pay a lot of attention to people who have a relationship. And you're probably jealous. Probably, again, on, on, a, on, a assumptions, on an assumptive level. And then I turned that assumption to question. Are you single? Why are you still single? And now the entire conversation is about you not about me. And of course, if you're good at talking, then you'll keep talking about this for about 30 minutes or so. And then, oh, by the way, got to get going. Have a good day. Right, right. No, I see. I see. That's that's fair. So you're, you're, you're exactly what I liked. Uh, you're trying to avoid as much as possible and not lie at all. So that's that's a good thing. Because this is, there's a lot know, of... Lying is easy, but it's a yeah. short-term strategy, not yeah, a long-term yeah, yeah. No, that's true. And then that that's that's exactly what I, I talk about. A lot of people justify their own lies because they, they basically by entangling it with the concept of privacy. So so yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. Exactly. And I want to and, ask you one question, Pooja, to yourself. Yeah. How much privacy do you think you need? Let's say from your girlfriend, from your family members, how much privacy do you yourself need? Well, I don't know how to quantify privacy. Can you put it in, in a context that I can say like this or this or that? For example, are you comfortable sharing the details of your romantic life with your parents? Well, if 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 it is something super random, no. But if it, it is becoming something serious that they might need to be involved, then yes, I don't have a problem with that. But I wouldn't you like to share about, things about your childhood or your parents with your girlfriend. Say, say it again, sorry. Do you like to share things about your childhood with or with your parents to your girlfriend? The same idea. If it's if it's a semi-casual relationship that it doesn't necessarily have a future uh, or a long-term future, then no, I would never do that. Um, I, I, I mean, not not never, but I would rather not to. And there are obviously always exceptions. But if it, again, if it goes somewhere that it it becomes uh, it it is seemingly becoming permanent, then I wouldn't have a problem with that. Yeah. Are you comfortable talking about your income with your girlfriend? Well, again, the same same answer basically. So <laughs> not you are initially, gonna... ultimately. Ultimately. So generally, what I want to know right now is this, because let's be honest, people think like when they're in a relationship, they must share everything. That's completely I mean, they don't wrong. have to. No. You need to have some privacy, even from the closest people into your life. I mean, yeah. right now, could there be certain things you might not want to share with your, basically, I mean, right now, I don't have, you don't have to tell me what they are, because they're obviously private. But are there right now some things in your head that you would never, ever share with your girlfriend, no matter what? Uh, I think so, yeah. That's right. You see, that's exactly yeah. why we need privacy. No matter how close we are, we need some privacy. So that's my biggest advice to all of our listeners right now. You need to maintain your privacy, even from the closest people to your life. And know this, if you are keeping things private, that doesn't mean that you don't trust each other. That doesn't mean, I mean, there are a lot of things about you, Pooja, that I don't know. And there are a lot of things about me that you don't know. And there are things that probably we'll never know about each other. But that right. doesn't mean that we don't trust each other, right? The same yeah. thing applies. Of course, 
in a romantic relationship, it's a little bit different. When you're like <laughs> sharing liquid with someone, that's a whole different story. But overall, generally, we should know, especially among couples, that uh, if you keep certain things private, that doesn't mean you don't trust and that doesn't mean you don't love. It's just that that's private. And in all relationships, including romantic ones, there will be points where we got to have our, our privacy. Otherwise, this will actually spoil the relationship. Right. No, that, that that's fair. I think I think that's a fair statement um, to to add there, and I would uh, agree. With, I mean, again, it depends on the person. You might feel like you you're share again. That's the idea. Like you might share more or less, but ultimately, some things are yours, and that's that's perfectly fine. I think as well. Um, exactly. Is there anything that we didn't talk about that you want to talk about at the very end of our show? I just wanted to just uh, tell all of our audience about the importance of privacy, first in general, and know that our privacy is being sabotaged by technologies. So here's my advice to you. If you really feel like uh, the, the world of Big Brothers was just a you know a fiction by George Orwell, think different because now the world is very different. Be very careful about the things you say near your phone, around your phone, or other devices and whatnot. Because ultimately, everything you're saying is being recorded and being stored in the clouds and sold to big data companies for a variety of usages. But other than that, in your personal relationships, I really believe that we need to emphasize on the importance of privacy. We need to know how to use social media to share what we want without compromising our privacy. And more importantly, we need to know how to respond to questions that might imply uh, that, that we share certain things about our private lives. So ultimately, knowing these things uh, will allow us to maintain our privacy while at the same time maintaining healthy and trusting relationships without having to resort to lie or other forms of confrontation. Awesome. Thank you, as always, Dan, for joining us. It's my us. pleasure, buddy. And thank you guys for uh, tuning in to listen to this awesome conversation. We've got a lot of good tips, and I hope it helps you a lot throughout your lives, not letting you not uh, lie, knowing how to deal with your technology, and all that good stuff. Until a later episode, take care of yourself.